Have you ever noticed that it kind of feels good when you do something good for other people? You help somebody out on the side of the road, you give somebody a gift, you, you see their faces light up when you say something kind like an encouraging word, or you empower them to do something for themselves that they thought before they never could do, they didn't have the right to or the ability to. And now all of a sudden, as a leader, you've given something to them they didn't have before, but it's not just about allowing them to do or to have or to be something they weren't before your interjection. There's something else in you that it's like a Christmas tree lighting up all of a sudden that feels like that was a good thing just because you did something good for somebody else. Have you ever experienced that? Well, if not, I'm sad for you because everybody should experience it. But today I want to talk about why. Why do you experience that? Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. And if you've been in leadership any amount of time, it's probably because you've done the kinds of things that I'm talking about. You've done good things for other people. Not because it was self-motivating, not because you felt like I'll get a high from doing this. You do good things for other people because it's in your nature. You do good things for other people because you like to see their faces light up. You do good things for other people because, you know, the common good of society is beneficial to everybody. And the more you contribute to the common good of society, the better off all of us are. Well, that's a pretty good reason to do good things for other people. Some people do it purely for a profit motive. In fact, some people wouldn't do anything nice for others unless there was money in it. Unless they could actually put their finger on what is my return on investment. Maybe it's not a paycheck per se. Maybe they're being a benefactor for someone else because it's eventually going to buy them more leverage or buy them more opportunity. But there are those leaders who are genuinely good people and they like to do good for others because of the way it makes others feel. But there's a reward system for you that you may not be aware of. See, something about our designer, our crafter, our giver, whatever you want to call what I call God, you can make up whatever name you want to. He knows his own name. He's pretty solid in that, pretty secure in that. But as creator, he knew that we would do good things if it felt good to do good things. And so there's something wired in us. It's called a dopamine rush. Now, that dopamine rush has been um, short-wired, hot-wired, short-cutted. I don't know if you've ever seen a short in a car. It used to be that we would see it in the movies all the time before the cars became these newfangled things where everything was run by computers and if you simply jump start the car wrong, you can destroy it. I know someone who destroyed an $80,000 Audi by putting the jumper cables on wrong. Back in the day, it might have popped. The battery might have gone completely bad, but that would have pretty much been the end of it. Today, that's the end of the car because it destroys the ECM and everything else in it. Well, that same kind of thing has happened to our human wiring. The dopamine rush, the serotonin releases, all of these things that change our mood and our attitude, even our facial expressions, all of those are connected together inside our human center, our emotions, our, our soul. And all of them are connected together based on the way we interact with other people in society. When we find ourselves having this smile that we can't get rid of, and we, we have this 
feeling of good inside us like someone has set off fireworks and bubble machines all at the same time inside us, that's when we know that we've done something good for somebody else. Now here's the irony. That shortcut, that wiring, that release of dopamine used to come from the smile that would come from somebody else, from a high five or a hug or even a little tear of emotion in their eye to say, you've touched my heart. And ironically, that has been replaced by a little ding notification that says either you've got mail or you've got a new like. Yeah, it's been hotwired. You can't hotwire a car anymore, but apparently you can hotwire humans. You can tap into that dopamine release, that serotonin release, that those feel-good chemicals that your brain already produces because your creator knew you would need them. You can hotwire those and falsely send the signals that you've done something spectacular. Now, how do I know this is true? Well, I do a lot of research on weird things like that, and so I've done a lot of reading on it. I've also listened to the videos, watched the videos, of the individuals who created the like button, the like notification. It started kind of in the Facebook world, but it quickly spread through TikTok and Instagram and Pinterest, and the list goes on and on and on and on. But the intent was to give this rush of what we would call gameology, the rush of we're playing the game and we're winning, yeah, that wires the brain to behave in certain ways. Now, as a leader, you know that when you influence someone to do a good thing and you see them do the good thing, you get a certain feel good from that. If you influence them to do a certain thing and the good thing they do, they do does good for somebody else, you get an even bigger rush for that. But the real big rush is it's the award system. It's when somebody gives you a high five or a pat on the back and says, you did a great job with that. Thank you so much. Those accolades, those, those mean a lot to a leader. Unfortunately, in our society today, even those accolades have been hotwired. They've been short-circuited. And what we see now is that we have an entire generation of people that if no one likes them for real at all, but they have a million likes on a video on TikTok or Facebook or YouTube, they're perfectly content. In fact, they're more likely to produce self-harm in their own life if a video that they put a whole lot of effort into doesn't generate the kind of likes that they wanted to. They're more likely to contemplate suicide if their social media fails, then if nobody in their real life likes them. How do we know that? Again, you can study the people who created the content. You can study the processes psychologically and neurologically that they used as data sets to make the decisions they made on the way things work. There's a, a movie or a, a documentary called Social Dilemma. I challenge you to go find it and watch that. As a leader, You'll understand how the brain has been shortcutted, has been short-circuited, has been hot-wired to behave in ways purely based on a digital world that have nothing to do with the real world. You can also watch the behavior of people, like the ones who see a nice car parked on the, on the side of the street or in a parking lot, and they'll pose in front of that nice car, and they'll flex, and they'll show their hot girlfriends half the time they're not even girlfriends, they're paid actors, and half the time the car isn't even theirs, it belongs to somebody else who just parked it there. It's one of the new trends right now on a lot of the reels and shorts, it's uh, on all of the different social media, so-and-so was flexing in front of my car, and I walked up and showed off that it was my car, and the girls left him and went with me. 
aka gold digger prank. All right, so we see this kind of silliness all the time. Well, the reality is the car probably doesn't belong to any of them. It was leased for the purpose of a two-minute video. It was leased for the purpose of a music video. Why? Because the dopamine rush that has been hot-wired, that used to come to you because you did something good for somebody else, you stopped on the side of the road and changed a flat tire for them. You gave a little bit of cash out of your pocket, even though it was the last of the cash that you had, to someone who needed it obviously more than you did. You did something kind, held the door open, whatever it was. Gave a promotion, gave somebody a pat on the back, gave someone the accolades that they had earned. The dopamine that used to come from that kind of doing good for others now comes from getting people to give you a like or a high five or a pat on the back for some digital falsity that you've created. If you can make up an image of yourself that people go, oh, you're so wonderful. All the filters in the world can't make me pretty, but just enough of them might increase the likes on my videos. I don't care. Oh, I... Of course, I feel good when more people like my videos. I, I will sometimes show my wife, look, this reel made it over 100 views in less than an hour. That's pretty impressive. I don't know why. I also don't know why sometimes it's just my talking head and sometimes it's dance floor videos where it's, it's videos of somebody else that I've shared. Why do some of those get 100,000 views and some of those get 100 views and the live video gets four? I don't know. Maybe it's the algorithm. It's a whole other kind of short circuit. But the short circuits, the shortcuts, the hot wires, the manipulation of what's supposed to feel good, that's a dangerous thing. It's how abusers control people. You might know it as the Stockholm Syndrome. It's also in its darker form called gaslighting. It's when you cause people to feel in a way that's not a legitimate feeling. You generate into them, you project into them a set of emotions, a set of feelings, either guilt or shame or fear. That's not real. In fact, one of the acronyms for fear is false evidence appearing real. You're afraid of something that really doesn't have any ability to hurt you all on its own. But that fear projected into you, spoken into you in a narrative over and over again, it can change the way you behave in the same way that false accolades, trophies for not winning, can project into you a false sense of security, a false sense of hope, a false sense of trust. Here's a worse one, a false sense of appreciation. It's an awesome thing to feel like what you've done is good for other people. It's an awesome thing. It's a dopamine rush. It's a serotonin rush. All the things that bring peace and excitement and joy in your life that your creator wired into your body, all of those things that are there when you do good things for others, can be shortcutted, hotwired, manipulated to make you feel the same way when you've done absolutely nothing. But it's a reward center. It makes your body want to do more of that same thing. It makes you feel like what I just did, I ought to do more of that. And that in itself is a dark form of manipulation. A dark form of manipulation that says, I will get you to behave the way I want you to behave because I figured out how to make you want to do what I want you to do. Go back and search Bill Gates. No one will eat meat anymore. Just put that into a little YouTube search. And what you're going to find is he's already been working with neuroscientists who tell you that you will one day be craving things that are not meat-based, but you'll think it was meat and your body will respond as though it was. That's some crazy kind of manipulation. 
But if you've ever worked under a leader who gives you accolades for things that you felt like maybe that was a little questionable, but you got a promotion out of it. Maybe you 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 broke the system, you cheated a little bit, you, you kind of went around the rules, but you got high praise for it. That's not dissimilar to the manipulation that digital media and certain political leaders use to cause you to do behavior that serves them, benefits them, profits them, advances their cause, even though it really isn't good for anybody. I challenge you as leaders to ensure that the things that you do that make you feel good when you do good things for others, continue that, do more of that. But those things that you ask yourself legitimately, is this helping anybody? Am I advancing a cause for somebody else? Am I promoting someone else's ideology that I don't even agree with because they've rewarded my behavior subconsciously to do what they want me to do, not what I know is right? And you find yourself there, back up, throw the brakes on, and ask yourself, is there a legitimate good cause on the backside of this? Are people actually going to benefit? Am I doing good for others? Is that why it feels good? Or does it feel good because someone has manipulated me to do something that serves them, whether it's good for me and others or not? Man, that's a hard thing to discern. But as a leader, that's part of your responsibility because you influence others because people do what people see. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.